Hello and welcome to the Gigaboots trademark, Marvel's trademark, Spider-Man 2 review here on the Gigaboots Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dan Video Games, and with me is Bob. Go, Web, go. Dr. Agro. We're going to heal the world. And Chris Wolfhart. I'm going to start the Red Scare podcast. (laughs) If you've never listened to one of our spoiler cast reviews before, here's what's about to go down. We're going to say a couple sentences sort of summarizing exactly what we think about it and then letting out a guttural sound to really convey that emotion. At the end of the podcast, you get a number score out of 10 from each of us. But in the in-between, you will get detailed stories about our gameplay experiences thoughts criticisms compliments etc about the game itself and random detours as we talk about whatever the hell we want to so let's get started let's go ahead and start with dr agro insomniac's marvel spider-man 2 is the sequel to one of the biggest surprise amazing games on the ps4 by one of the best studios currently doing it that just sort of tightens up everything uh, possible and also has that one Spider-Man villain everybody always wants in things until they're in it, and it's usually terrible, but it wasn't terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Wolfhard. Spider-Man 2 is really spectacular. (laughs) (laughs) And what quibbles I do have ultimately do not weigh down an overall pretty great experience. Ooh. Bob. Spider-Man 2 is pretty amazing. Oh! (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Working hard for it. It honestly is one of my favorite Spider-Man stories that I've seen. And I like Spider-Man a lot, so this was really cool to see. (laughs) I'm going to give it a... Ooh! (laughs) Thor High Heels impersonation. (laughs) Marvel Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation 5 is an absolutely stunning game. I appreciate its efforts to bring bespoke gameplay segments with lots of spectacle back into open world games which largely feel bereft of that as all these missions and things tend to be tool generated and a little bit less handcrafted this experience of you going in and out of buildings is so great and refreshing i had a spectacular wait amazing wait no amazing time (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna give it a oh yeah would you say your time was ultimate uh hmm if I say yes, are you going to hold me to that on my top 10 games of the year later when we do the Gigaboots game of the year 2023? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, this is binding. Oh, no. Uh, I would say it's pretty deluxe, but I don't know about ultimate. <laughs> We're speaking in sub terms. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gamers be like, you ever look at games and think of food? <laughs> But that's it. We're now going to get into the stories, so let's talk about it. I really appreciate this game opening and ending and various times throughout having these you know, amazing set piece moments gameplay wise, like when you're fighting Sandman and it takes over the city, working your way inside and out of buildings like completely fluidly. It really does feel so different from the prior titles in that way. And the portal technology they took from Rift Apart, Ratchet and Clank, absolutely cranks that up even higher as you're jumping all around. Yeah, that portal segment is probably one of my favorite in the game. I was really hoping we'd see more of it. It's so sick. It is. Yeah. This was nuts. It kind of came out of nowhere and then stopped. And you're like, holy shit, what? And that's what it must feel like to be Spider-Man, right? Because <laughs> only a month or so earlier, maybe even two weeks or less, he had said, Parker had said, magic isn't real. And now he has to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that one 
after everything in the first game being like, no, the, the guy with Mr. Negative, the guy who summons a giant ghost Oni and fucking controls people's minds with magic smoke. That's not actually magic. That's the thing that Norman Osborn ejected him with. You fool. You rube. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the uh, after the tie-in comic from this year's free comic book day, also having this energy of like, no, Miles, there's no such thing as magic. There's no such thing as magic. It's all science. They're like, yeah, he, uh, Black Cat steals the wand of Watum from the Sanctum Santorum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was amazing. I'm also a little bit later in the story, but I'm really I'm stunned that they were brave enough to just make the symbiote an alien. Yeah, thank God that that actually mm -hmm. really would have ruined it for me if he wasn't an alien. Yeah, I think that there are a few other times they do back down on that sort of thing. It always just is like, well, now I'm not interested. <laughs> a lot of alternate takes on Spider-Man do not make the symbiote an alien. Like, I don't think uh, Ultimate Spider-Man made did not make the symbiote an alien. It was a science thing. And I believe the uh, spectacular Spider-Man cartoon from the early 10s also did, they just made it a science thing. And considering at the end of the last game, it was just in the science tank. Mm -hmm. I was real scared. It was just going to be like, yeah, it's just a thing that they made. Yeah, that's understandable. I, uh, I assume Spider-Man 3 on PS3 also uh, <laughs> is like it's from space because the movie has it come from space, right? Right. So there you go. I don't remember. It's been so long. God, I don't even remember how the movie did it. I constantly have to fight the urge to get the Sam Raimi films on 4K. <laughs> like, no, you on. should do it. I know, but it's so much money. They saved it for most of the way through the game to do the reveal, but I squealed like a little girl when they, they did the flashback to Connors and the Oscorp hit squad finding the meteorite. Oh, yeah. Because it just landed right outside of New York, just like the 90s cartoon. <laughs> Yeah, that that is God, it was that sequence there. was so sick. <laughs> yeah, the only thing, the only difference between it and the cartoon is the cartoon it was attached to a space shuttle that that crash landed in New York from a space test with J. Jonah Jameson's son piloting it. I think that might have been a little too much to cram into this game. <laughs> yeah, narrative. And, yeah, and then, then and then people would be like, "Why didn't Jameson's son become a moon werewolf like he does in the comics?" <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't yeah, he turn into a great. werewolf because of the space spores that he caught on the moon? <laughs> Holy shit. Well, you know, at least now there's room for DLC and Spider-Man 3. Uh, we could go in that direction. <laughs> Before we continue talking about Spider-Man 2, I have to put on the nerd voice and discuss my problems with the, the, with the continuity of this game. Uh, Number one. <laughs> so, in this, uh, uh, so it's important for me to know, everybody to know that... Uh, the, the symbiotes are not fireproof. The symbiotes are, are vulnerable to fire in addition to sonic waves. Uh, people get confused because because Carnage is more vulnerable to fire but less vulnerable to sonic waves, while Venom is more vulnerable to sonic waves but less vulnerable to fire. But they're still but they're still both vulnerable to both. So it doesn't really make any sense in that scene where 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 Harry Osborn jumps into the uh, in, Inferno what? suit and is, is what fine. What are you talking about? I stopped listening a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say that I actually am very delighted that a thing that they never brought up, they didn't address it with words, mm -hmm. but they addressed it in the cutscenes. Venom never triggers the spider sense, which is accurate to the comics. Venom does not trigger Spider-Man's spider sense. Ooh. Huh. So if, if there's scenes where he, Venom just jump gets a jump on him because he doesn't trigger the spider sense in the game. And I was like, yeah, they kept it. Is that why in Spider-Man 3, the film, uh, it, seems, <laughs> it seems like Peter loses spider sense completely? <laughs> hey, I've got a great idea about Spider-Man 3, the film. Yeah? Let's just not bring it up again. 
<laughs> I don't, I don't, it's been so long since I saw it, I don't remember, but in the comics, they explain that the symbiote absorbed a bunch of spider powers from Peter. Mm. So it knows how to negate the spider sense. Oh. <laughs> oh, see, I always understood it as, um, since it had partially bonded with him, his spider sense recognized the symbiote as Peter, so it didn't go off. That's really interesting. I will say playing this game, I was mildly curious. I was like, why is he not able to detect that with his spider sense? Oh, well. And it like didn't even stick with me because I don't have a stick up my ass while playing a video game I'm trying to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, just like the fire oh, thing is like, well, in this version, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, do, do, do we see them douse him in flames and be like, I'm fine? I remember him walking through flames and being like, fucking, I don't care. He literally jumps into a molten metal Oh, yeah. Stream. Yeah. That was sick. That was such a good sequence. He's like, you're, you're going to fucking kill me. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I really appreciate about this is like when I played Miles Morales, you know, the plot side. Sorry, I should clarify now that this is out. And uh, when I played the intercool game, Miles Morales. There we go. The gameplay, I feel like in the combat in uh, many ways felt snappier, felt a bit more like your ability to get to your enemies and do impactful damage in cool ways felt heightened compared to the prior Spider-Man game. But the story itself really suffered. Like there are not the good emotional hooks that there were in the original Spider-Man. And I actually think this one might go even further beyond on a plot side while also taking the combat even further. Like with the different symbiote abilities, shock venom abilities, and then the way the different uh, gadgets work. Not just having gadgets, but the way the different gadgets work and you upgrade them. I actually think this is the best combat and possibly the best story of them all. I definitely agree on the combat. I think condensing the gadgets down to there's no wheel anymore mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was a smart decision. We yeah. didn't need that many granular gadgets. Yeah. Like, it's real nice to just be able to do everything you want without opening any kind of menu. The parry feels real nice. Yeah, my only problem with the parry is that sometimes it'll get you'll try to use the other feature because they have it as a double map thing where it's like, OK, you hold this and hit a button to either parry or hit that button to do, shoot a gadget or something like that. So sometimes I'd be trying to shoot a gadget and he'd parry instead. Or an ability. Or ability. gadgets are on R1. The yeah, that's right. Parry yeah, is on L1. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the thing I kept doing is being like, OK, I'll parry this and then accidentally hit like while also trying to do punches yeah so it was just miles is just gonna chain lightning this man <laughs> yeah <laughs> which effectively prevented his attack anyway so i guess it worked out <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me uh when it comes to the story stuff the stuff i liked about it so much was not only was there this good through line of you know aunt may's house and his relationship with mj and all of the tense conversations that happened in that space but ultimately the scream fight is so cool oh and God. so great as a story piece. It's how <sighs> was Scream in this game? I know. I <laughs> like she came up from around the table, and I was like, I that did was not fucking know bizarre. that riding the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man 3D Dark Ride at Universal's <laughs> Islands of Adventure, Marvel Island, would have prepared me for this day. Right? <laughs> See, I'm like. That's the character from Spider-Man Separation Anxiety on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> if I played that game, I didn't make it that far. The partner game took Maximum Carnage, which I could never beat because Maximum Carnage is too hard, but Separation Anxiety was doable. 
Well, damn, I wish I got the fucking rent separation <laughs> yeah, anxiety. I only ever knew about Maximum Carnage. <laughs> the cartridge is red. We're renting it again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Scream showed up and I fucking lost it. I'm like, the ball's on this game. <laughs> right? And like the timing is kind of tragic because that ride is shutting down in January. Oh. So there's a whole new generation of Scream fans being born right now that may never get the opportunity to experience <laughs> her crowning achievement. <laughs> I do think it's funny that uh that they went with that like the thing in the comics that Scream came from Scream is not fucking Mary Jane in the comics for the record has like a bunch of other symbiotes and they're all terrible. Scream <laughs> is the only one that you would ever want to be in anything. So so they made the correct decision. It's a shame that the very first Venom movie is like, no, we'll use one of those losers as our villain because you can't do Carnage from the start. Mm -hmm. I liked a lot of stuff in the story of this game. I think all the MJ stuff is is the worst part of the story without question for me. Really? I just don't think it works at all. Huh. Because, for one, this is the first time in, in the Insomniac storyline where they're actually together. They're broken up in the first game. Mm-hmm. And then they go on their trip in Miles Morales. So <laughs> we're more informed about their relationship than we actually see it, which makes it not work as much to me. Also, I think Mary Jane in the Insomniac games is just awful. Like she's all of the things I hate most in like the most warmed over terrible Whedonisms, like crank to the max level, culminating in the credit scene where she starts a, a podcast. Oh, that is perfect for her character just so we're yeah she's terrible <laughs> she's awful i don't hate her i understand why you would really really not like her mm -hmm. but she works for me in the like i don't have to like someone's girlfriend to feel the heartbreak of the relationship right <laughs> i the best way to i'm sure everybody who who is over like 24 25 who will listen to this and, per, and perhaps my co-hosts knows the couple that got together in high school and really shouldn't be a couple, but are just have momentum at this point. <laughs> that happens. That is how Peter and MJ in these Insomniacs games feel to me, especially because of the context in the universe. They were broken up and got back together like nine months ago in universe. And then the scream fight happens it's like, it's what you got back together with him nine months ago. You don't get to have buyer's remorse already. Wait seven years. <laughs> she wasted eight months of her life on him, even though she she didn't, and she knows that at some level she's angry about it. Look, this this isn't you're you're like scream. You're not being logical. Be reasonable. You're being emotional. <laughs> 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 fucking scream. See, I was like, you're not even going to get to say anything in this phase of the fight because uh, you're up in the air. <laughs> and I'm pummeling you. You know, Peter probably had some things he needed to get off his chest at that moment. That was very rude of you to disassemble her. <laughs> I think the thing that really made me go, oh, this fucking woman, was her bit during that boss where she screams that nobody read her self-help book. That self-help book? I'm trying to remember... Yeah, because isn't it she only complaining about the... The other book where she has, like, countless copies of it. Yeah, isn't that, is that not a self-help book? No, no, that's about her covering some shit in oh, it's Sincaria? The yeah. It's just so egotistical where she's like, nobody read my book. Yeah. This is your darkness? You're going to tell me you watched <laughs> Spider-Man 3, the movie, Sam Raimi, sorry, Agro, and you were sitting there and you're like, <laughs> I, he's being so rude. <laughs> it's just 
combined with all the podcast shit and the the journalist angle, which I mm. despise on any female character, write something else. It's the root of the whole problem with the implementation of her character. It is, God bless them, they tried, but it, th- this was a harsh overcorrection to Mary Jane's character usually being just Peter Parker's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. They gave her the journalist job and they tried to make her important and they tried to make her as important as fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Honestly, that the whole in chunk of the game, I was becoming increasingly appalled, not like at the writing, but almost like I was getting sucked into the story. I'm like, Peter, she doesn't have superpowers. Why is she here? No scoping symbiote (laughs) mini bosses, right? Why do I have to punch these things for five minutes and she's one-shotting? Yeah. Look, I understand, like, and and the director of this game was literally like, we need to show that that Mary Jane is also an important hero. And I'm like, there was, I feel like there were, there's ways to do that. It's that thing that the trap that so many people, especially Hollywood people and people adjacent to Hollywood people fall into where a strong female character doesn't mean a strongly characterized character that has distinct goals and wants and relationships with other characters. It's someone who can throw a haymaker good. And that's how so much of her writing comes off to me. Well, the problem here is that she can't do anything that isn't inflicting violence because they tried that in one and people fucking hated it. So she needs to be playable because it's a video game. So you can showcase her for a gameplay segment. And they swung to the complete opposite direction of, you know, we don't want to stick her in the Ashley Resident Evil 4 remake segment. We want her to be empowered at all. We made her fucking on real levels of powerful where her gun is practically Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that was goofy, but whatever. I like that part didn't bother me. It was specifically at the end where it's like, why is she putting along on her motorcycle to the flesh spire? <laughs> like if they just hadn't had that part. And then I saw people say the ending forgot Mary Jane existed. And I'm like, really? Cause she what? was alarmingly <laughs> present in that ending to the degree where I have to think less of Peter for letting it happen. Right? Like miles real quick. We need to go do this thing. What other person do we know who might be up to this? Oh, I know I'll call Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah, that's look. She's going to help us out in the Clyfoth. <laughs> <laughs> Like if her Tate, her doing fucking John Wick moves on these paramilitary guys, fucking whatever. It's a video game. I don't care about that. It's the end segment where it's like she's shooting Venom and shooting his tentacles, and I'm like, why is she here? This just seems unbelievably shitty on Peter and Miles's part. That's like, yeah, both of us can bench press a semi, but we really need this five six white girl here to really carry this team. Well, the last game they tried to dis- not include her, and she forced her way in. So now they're just like, we have to do it. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly would have rather that they just had MJ do like puzzle segments. I don't know. That Mm. sounds like stealth and we can't have that happen again. (laughs) Except it's still stealth. It's just she tases guys. She has just a way to knock guys out instead of only having to sneak, which did suck. That was terrible. And these are inarguably better from a gameplay level. Divesting the gameplay she does here from the implication story-wise and power scaling and all sorts of things. I thought it was absolutely deranged and shocking that Insomniac is able to bust out a gameplay type in the middle of their game that is just a really good feeling third-person shooter. 
Like, you know other studios can't ship a game that is nothing but this part, right? <laughs> right. Well, well, Insomniac's built different. They sure fucking are! <laughs> that, yeah, that's it's, a fact. It's like a completely reasonably done stealth third-person thing. Yeah. Like, way better than a lot of games get out. Yeah, a lot of games that are shipped on PS5 and PS4 do not feel as good as the third-person shooting in this, which is deranged. Like, it's so deranged that this is just some extra thing they throw in. What if Fuse is actually good? <laughs> then we would never know it turns out no, one day we'll play it yeah one day one day god what was the name originally overstrike yeah yeah name, overstrike that name's so much better than fuse i don't know so wh while i'm dogging on the story there's one other thing i have to dog on okay about the story i thought the segment where miles and martin lee go into peter's subconscious to, to root out the last of the symbiote stuff i thought that was mostly really great mm -hmm. where the fuck's uncle ben where the fuck is Uncle Ben in that segment, Insomniac? We we didn't license the parts with Uncle Ben. It look that's not fresh enough. It's not a fresh wound like Aunt May. The core of the Miles and Peter L, like their interactions in this story, which I think is stellar. It is a stellar part of the story. Is Peter dealing with the fact? Hey, there's another Spider-Man now. You don't have to be so self-sacrificial anymore. There's somebody to help you. And like Miles being like, I didn't have this huge trauma that Peter had that makes him act in this self-sacrificing way, which eventually like transitioned from being trauma into Peter having like a martyr complex almost. He definitely does have that. And that was all rooted in, I didn't stop the guy that could have killed Uncle Ben. I have to self-sacrifice forever to make up from that. And them not including that Uncle Ben in that sequence that is so tied to the Miles Peter story was baffling to me. Like, they included him walking through the corpse pile of all of his villains. Like, he beat the Shocker to death. He, he fucking snapped Quentin Beck's neck in this dream, but they can't have, like, one... They don't even bring him up, it feels like. I don't think there's even a single mention, like, a single imagery or anything associated with Uncle Ben in that segment, which just seems strange. I'm now trying to think if he was really mentioned in the game. Uh, real quick, though, as a question that people You can might look be at a to... picture of him in the house in one of those segments. You can look at a picture of him, and Pete says, looking good, Uncle Ben, and that's it. Okay, um, did Ben have, a, like, a model and an actor and a cutscene in the first one? I'm, I don't remember. I don't think he did. I think it was only pictures, because Uncle Ben gets totally downplayed in the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies also. So I feel like if, if anything, it was like, well, they, they haven't been bringing him up in the movie. Maybe we shouldn't bring him up in this game. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think leaving Ben out was a conscious don't do the origin again. Don't do the origin right. again decision. Right. But I mean, like by the time we got to that dream, like that in inner headspace sequence, I realized that I had forgotten May had died in the first game. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I like Googled it. I'm like, May dead Spider-Man PS4? <laughs> and then it all flooded back. I'm like, oh no, that scene was tragic and gripping. Oh, I'm an asshole. Yeah, that scene was great. Yeah. But, but like, it's not just I want them to rehash Uncle Ben again. It's like, I think it would have been interesting for Miles to see that, like from Peter's mm -hmm. angle and the effect it had on him. It, like we we were robbed of good Miles and Peter content by not bringing it up. It's okay. I'm sure they'll have time to bring it up in the next game, which is uh, Miles Morales featuring what is Silk? Is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a character. Even I don't know who they are. Oh man, so we're here. We're here now. <laughs> Let's go. This was what I was wrong about. Uh huh. In the Gamer Premonitions episode, that stinger post credits 
where like, hey, this is Albert Moon, and this is his daughter Cindy, and this is me shitting my pants. <laughs> yeah, I laughed so hard when that cutscene played out. I had to just go immediately Google it because it's like I don't know enough about extended lore. Yeah, they're not showing this woman's face. She must be somebody important. Uh huh. Because they want to wait and cast next time instead of having to change faces again. Right? Yeah. Change faces! <laughs> I'm legitimate. Since this universe doesn't even have a Gwen Stacy, I'm surprised they didn't just well, like introduce some form of a Gwen Stacy to come in in the, in, in the future. They want to have that little bit of a unique identity as a Spider-Man thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. They don't want to do Uncle Ben again. Gwen Stacy's great, but maybe we don't need to do that. Besides, Gwen Stacy will enter the picture when MJ finally leaves the picture. <laughs> and That'd be really funny if they did it in reverse this time where Mary Jane left and then Gwen Stacy came in. But it feels like Gwen Stacy has been totally separated from that in popular culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine it, the next game still starts with Mary Jane dumping him again? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Betty Brant time, baby. An actual journalist in the Spider-Man Jesus universe. Christ. I don't think Betty Brant's a journalist. I think she's just JJ's secretary, which Mary Jane also seemed to be while being a journalist. So I guess it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's kind of how the bugle runs. Apparently. Insomniac, I need you to understand this. You position Danica as like the good podcaster <laughs> versus Jameson's evil podcaster. Danica has billboards up all over New York. No podcast that has a billboard is run by anybody who isn't pure evil. It's okay. <laughs> she introduces Mary Jane to announce that her podcast is over, basically, and Mary Jane will have the podcast in the next game. The, the, this is something most people, and I want to know if Dan had the, had the same thought I did, where I was just like, you're doing this by yourself and just uploading without any editing at all? Okay. I'm sure your project will be very successful. Yeah, all podcasts that are first-time podcasts made by people with no production experience or anything else go really great, especially when they don't hire an editor. Especially when they name it something as unsearchable as the new normal. Yeah, when they... <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was laughing so hard during that whole sequence. That Yo. was unbelievably funny to me. Like, and not in a way of like, haha, how stupid. Why would they write that? I'm like, that's perfect. This is... You hit the nail on the head. This is Mary Jane. Why are podcasts so important in the Spider-Man universe? <laughs> that is a really good question. <laughs> The only real problem I have with Insomniac Spider-Man, it's a th- and it's a thing that other Sony franchises ha- happen to them too, so I wonder if it's just some cultural thing at Sony where it's like, they really love tech startups. Huh. They think the tech startups will save the world, because that's also a big thing in, in Horizon. Whenever they talk about the past, there's this tone of like, the tech guys could have saved the world, but instead they were greedy. And I'm like, or they're morons? No. <laughs> We didn't allow for, especially in fiction of that time, right? Going forward, I think we'll see it more, but we didn't allow, because of the Elon shit, we didn't really allow space for fiction where it's like, the tech startup was actually just fucking stupid and ruined everything. (laughs) And this is really getting into CinemaSins territory, but I have to to bring it up just because I thought it. I'm sorry. Where Peter's like, oh no, I'm broke. I have no money. I can't hold a job. I have 3D printers in my gauntlets that can print new tech instantly. And I'm like, okay, I understand that I have to not care. I understand. <laughs> but come, fucking come on. <laughs> I can look, swallow... Look, Peter's also really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I can swallow that in 2023, being a science nerd in pop culture means you have a computer that actually solves everything for you and you're not very smart at all. Um, But please... Meet me halfway. I'm begging. 
So, hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? What do you want to talk about? I feel like Chris has dominated the conversation. <laughs> yeah, for a bit. I'm It'd sorry. Be good if we spread it out a little bit. Uh, I really enjoyed Harry in this game. I thought everything they did with that angle of Venom was really neat. Yeah, especially him getting better and better as time went. Yeah. Early on. Yeah, though, starting out the introduction of him with the flashback to them in high school was really great. It really flushed out and made it feel like that character should have always been there and why he was missing the previous game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uncharted 4 vibes from that real hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm, at least he was he, he said to be he have existed before oh, yeah, right. Spider-Man like you're, you're getting voicemails from him all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're like, this is Harry. <laughs> Care about Harry. It blinks on screen care about harry because we're gonna fuck him yeah and they 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 do it in a way where you keep thinking maybe it'll be all right and this is this is great okay them playing it like that and the mm. way harry's performed and everything because it makes it literally nothing like the sam raimi films where you're like this guy just obviously sucks yeah no it's <laughs> like basically the opposite which is great yeah this is the first interpretation of harry that doesn't come off like a scumbag Wow. Like you can go back and read the comics and Harry's just like, oh, this dude is this dude is not somebody who's a reliable friend. Why is Peter <laughs> mm -hmm. acting like he is? This is also a really great interpretation of Norman Osborn. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I liked him a lot up until like the final scene, but you know. <laughs> I I just it did not feel very earned where he's like, I hate Spider-Man after that. I don't know. Have you considered eh. that tech startups are actually really fucking stupid? <laughs> I mean, I mean, at I mean point, Norman, like, he's not being rational. He's been strung out by this whole thing, and he's just, he's grasped onto the one thing he's got left, which is, I can blame somebody for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's going to use his considerable power to kill Spider-Man, because it will have been one way in which he's had control over this important sphere of his life, mm -hmm. having had his wife and now son taken away. I really think they did a fantastic job of writing characters that emotionally are consistent, have compelling hooks. I think if anything, Miles is really underserviced in this game, though. Yes. And I was kind of surprised when he had a romantic interest with um, the mute Haley. Uh, girl. Yes, uh, the artist from the last game, because I didn't really think that was there when I played that. I just thought she was a number, another member of the neighborhood and cool. Like, it didn't even occur to me he's going to date her in the next one. Yeah, they, they gave the mildest yeah, that maybe kinda, there was something, but they didn't. It was not that guaranteed at all. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. You know what really came out of nowhere? Something we can't record this without talking about, the fucking shoe outfit. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, which was seemingly <laughs> was... That shoe outfit is so terrible. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. I cannot overstate how much I love the the Miles Morales Spider vs. Spider-Man costume with the, the spray-painted logo and the hoodie. I think it's one of the best superhero costumes in recent, like, of the recent, of recent decades. And then they're like, well, this is Insomniac's version. Like, they're it's Miles expressing himself. Shoo. Yeah, this, literally, I beat the game. The first thing I do, I go to Twitter, I unmute all the muted terms and stuff in the first fucking thing I see in the for you category is someone dunking on this suit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Oh man, I knew people would hate it, but shit, it's the first thing I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. It comes out of nowhere in a really weird way too. Like just, yeah, 
it's set up similar to the time it happens in the game, Miles Morales. But in that, it makes perfect sense because it's like, this is him, right? He's finally feeling like his own Spider-Man. He is Spider-Man and this is his outfit. But in this, it doesn't make any sense because it's not a part of an emotional hook of the story. It's not a part of an arc. It's just one day he showed up to his job looking like a Skechers shoe. Yeah, it is so strange. Like, he has the big, like, everything that goes down with Mr. Negative, and they they patch things up, and it's a really big moment for him. Then later he shows up as a shoe for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, like, I don't want, because Adidas is selling a compression top, compression leggings, and actual sneakers based on this outfit. And I don't want to say Insomniac stuck it in later in development because they signed this Adidas thing. Games now cost $400 million to make. You need every cent you can get. But it wouldn't shock me. It comes out of nowhere so fucking hard. Yeah, I was saying earlier, it's both the least effective and most out-of-nowhere ad humanly possible, if that's what it is. And... Like you, you start to wonder if this isn't a Marvel engineered angle because you know Marvel <laughs> licensed the look to Adidas, and then obviously their name's literally on the box for this. They have a lot of creative control. I'm surprised there aren't more moments that it's obvious Marvel had their you know hand in the kitchen. Right. It reminded me a lot of like the first Spider-Man PS4 game uh-huh. where Peter has that big moment and is like, I need to build the anti-ox suit. And that's, like, important. And then this was literally the least important thing they could have made. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I think it was ultimately smart to remove, like, that your suit determines what you do. Like, that element of it that they'd had in the first game. Mm -hmm. But I I, I don't know. I feel like you should have given Miles' suit something. Like, maybe it reduced the cooldowns of his powers or something for that last segment, at least. You should have given him a thing. Agreed. I mean, all throughout the game, he's getting the new powers from Mr. Negative. Yeah, and they're real cool. Yeah, but it's that it doesn't like the suit has nothing to do. With yeah, no, the, the the suit should not have been there. Uh, but real quick, Bob, <laughs> you can't say the first PS4 Spider-Man game. That's the Amazing Spider-Man Two. <laughs> Sorry, the first Marvel Spider-Man game for the PlayStation Four. Thank you. <laughs> Made by Insomniac Games. There we go. We nailed it. Originally, I was going to do the intro to this podcast and describe this as. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Peter Parker's adventures because the cat Spider-Man is in this game again, and I'm real happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, they have the backpack for Miles. That's cool, but I wish the cat was here. And then the cat was there, and I was like, hell yeah, Spider-Man! I like bringing that outfit to places that really should not bring a cat. I put like the inner mind of of Peter Parker. Yeah, I put that fucking outfit on, and the first thing that happens is a cutscene where I swear a visual effect was supposed to be burning up his suit or something. (laughs) And I'm just watching him gesture at an effect that's not there. And I'm like, oh, God, this is always the worst part of these games. They give you 50 cool outfits, but if you wear them, various cutscene animations don't work. Oh, I guess if we're talking about glitches, I had some. I wouldn't call that a glitch. I would call that a they just didn't give a shit for some fucking reason. Kind of like the end of a Miles Morales where uh, when he puts his hands up to the device and uh-huh. there's that shockwave electricity, you're supposed to see the suit splinter off. But if you use any outfit but the starting one, mm-hmm. it won't work. Anyways, uh, what, what glitches did you have, Bob? So in the fight with Sandman at the beginning of the game. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's not good if it's the first fucking thing. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it made me pretty worried. Um <laughs> He knocks me back, like uh-huh. like he does. Yeah. And then I got stuck in midair 
falling and then having Peter Otto like grapple back up and then falling again. And I had to reboot the game. <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah, it was it was rough. Uh I had some really mild stuff. For example, a pedestrian was sitting as though they were driving a car, but they were um about nineteen stories up in the air, just floating. <laughs> <laughs> I took a lot of photos of that guy. <laughs> oh man. I, I had similar pedestrians. Two of them would spawn into the top of a hunter base like they were sitting at a cafe table <laughs> but there was no furniture so they were both just chair stanced opposite each other right next to a sniper <laughs> i had one crash i had i forget even forget the context that happened but i just had this moment when none of the buttons would work mm-hmm. and i had to start i had to go back to the previous checkpoint and at the end of the game when you're crawling through the sewers as Peter to uh-huh. get like the the, the rock, the mm-hmm. plot rock. Yeah. I guess I had jumped off the ceiling when I wasn't supposed to, so I was just standing in yeah. the air mm-hmm. and like ran through could run through solid walls sometimes. Oh. And I did that for a little bit, but that did not necessi- necessitate necessitate a restart or a, a, a reload or anything. I just progressed far enough that I got to a cutscene and stopped. I had a crash that I thought was really funny. You know how they have to a lot of times go to the start of cut scene by going to the top of a building's door. So I did that once. It ch- cut to a shot of the door where Miles was supposed to go in it, and it just froze and crashed to the, to the PlayStation <laughs> Home. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember what uh what caused my crash, but yeah, it crashed once for me, and I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. I hope this doesn't keep up, and then it never did it again. So that was good. Right. Mm-hmm. I also had one crash. Um, I did have a glitch where, you know, you fight off the symbiote nests from the uh, supersonic bomb or hypersonic bomb that's going to blow it up, right? Right. So you're mm. playing defense. Um, I got killed during that set piece, and the bomb was something like 35 seconds from blowing up. And I'm like, okay, well, I wasn't even close. And it doesn't end the mission. I just have to lie on the ground as symbiotes teabag me. What? And I'm just stuck there. I can't move the camera. I, I was able to hit like X or something and it made a web slinging sound. Uh, and after 20 seconds of that, I was like, maybe the timer will run up and I'll still win. And then it pops up. Nope. Restart the mission. I'm like, why did I stare at this for 20 seconds? <laughs> I, I had a really great early one when I was following Harry on the bicycle. Hmm. Where we, we like we go through a parking lot and we head through a gate and then my front wheel just sinks into the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Did you record that? Uh, yeah, I've got it saved on my system. You gotta send me that. I want to see that. That sounds <laughs> funny. Yeah, overall, I think it was pretty solid. There's some visual effects problems that happen in a couple different places, which I, I can't complain too much. This game has like ray tracing and is 60 frames per second and looks really good. Like in a number of ways, this game looks amazing. Um, I would really love to see the fidelity ro- mode on a PS5 Pro next year. I think it's currently topping my list of things I want to see on that. Second place goes to Immortals of Avium, which um, I why one of these is complimentary, the other. <laughs> you want to see if it can it, it can get above 476p native? <laughs> that would be neat, wouldn't it? Yeah, but this stunning game. Uh, only a few problems, like uh. You know, you're able to do what? What is the name of the uh, college or whatever that he's it's BVA or something? Yeah, I can't something remember. like that. Uh, wait, no, the, you're talking about the high school with Miles. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't remember the exact. I, yeah, Brick, uh, Brooklyn Visual Arts Academy. Visual Arts Academy. There we go. Brooklyn or Visions. Brooklyn Visions. So they had the uh, greenhouse on the top of their building, and both ends of the greenhouse are 
you know, normal transparent glass. And if you look at it, it has some really weird blocking and issues. And I don't know if that's even something they can fix or if that's just, yo, our ray tracing solution did not intend to ray trace two transparent panes of glass over each other <laughs> looking at a sunset. Just a few different things like that, a little flickery noise every now and again, but elsewise, really immaculate looking video game. Pedestrians still can look like clay men, you know, where it's like their face is punched in to make the face shape on a few humans. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, I think it gets more jarring as time goes on because our main characters look so unreal. And even like people like the principal look really good. And then they talk to a teacher or a random pedestrian and you're like, oh, that's, that's a doubt. <laughs> we can't shift the car down that hard this fast. Uh, it's, it's quite strange, but, uh, yeah, no, really, really amazing looking. I'm surprised the game isn't larger given how good it looks, but maybe that's just the savings you get from ray tracing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's it. Hey, I mean, ray tracing makes you not have to bake a bunch of lights, which take up a lot of space. That's that true. A very technical comment. Um, speaking of which, the, the underground symbiote shit looks sick as hell because the ray trace lighting and stuff where it's just like light out, light back on <laughs> all mm. these fucking monsters around you. And then your oh, suit God, is literally yeah. casting the light that the, the symbiotes are casting these gigantic shadows on the wall and stuff like that was an amazing sequence. Every time I went through one of those uh, stay really low to the ceiling or the wall or whatever and crawl through this thing sequence. I felt like I was going to break the exact way Chris was talking about, though. <laughs> like enough areas just felt off and like a little glitchy. Like you would see a hole in the wall and it'd be like hit L2 and R2 in order to zip line up there. And I would do that as Peter. He would zip up there and then he would be standing in midair fully erect. Uh, something I had a lot of issues with, honestly, was stuff like that where the, the prompts wouldn't appear. So I'd be like, OK, I guess I'm yes, not the exact that right to me distance. also. Yep. Yeah, that's probably one of the worst parts of this game is it's like you're staring right as a, at a treasure chest, which is fucking what they are. The game may pretend it's technology left by people, but they're treasure chests. And if your camera's even turned slightly the wrong way, you're, you're half a foot too far to the left. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nope. This must be a glitch, so it's what I'm going to categorize it as. But in every one of those, you're swinging through a dream sequence segments. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's for, for whatever reason. Sometimes it would want you to go through a hole in a building. Mm -hmm. And multiple times I'm like, well, I'm I'm not angled to go through the hole in the building. I'll just go around it and this is no motherfucker. You're going through it. And it like hard snapped me in a way that was unnatural to fly through that hole. Oh yeah. That yeah. happened to me a number of times too. And it isn't even always in the dream sequence stuff. Like even chasing um some of the, uh, some of Craven's like birds would end up in the real world flying through holes they blew open in buildings and then it would be like no don't go around the building spider-man <laughs> those birds i feel like were a down are a downgrade from the swinging challenges in in the first game and i forget if they're swinging challenges in miles morales because they're so like linear and scripted almost it's just mm. like get in the jet stream stay in the jet stream yeah it, it feels like there isn't any kind of side activity in the game that like challenges your swinging skills which is weird because they added so much depth to them with the wingsuit and the and the jump and the boost. Mm -hmm, the midair abilities, mm. yeah. Yeah, they even add that thing where you can do the the crazy swing where you go like a full 360 in there before you launch. Yeah. And that thing's mm. great. And then also the slingshot to start you off from the ground at an insanely high speed too. All of these things add up to your traversal being intensely good in this one. So it is weird that 
the birds are so hyper scripted to the point of for anyone who hasn't played it, uh, the bird flies away and it creates rings in midair and you're playing Superman 64. Anyway, <laughs> the rings into air draft will actually kind of just trend you inward anyway. So you don't even have that much control over what you're doing. You just sort of hit the stick in a direction and dodge the fire. And if you keep holding it, you'll eventually escape the gravitational well of the ring. And then it'll be like, what are you doing? You need to pick up the data, which can only happen from its draft. Yeah, those were the only side missions I just didn't do all of because it was like, this isn't fun. Each one's too long. I also didn't do all of them, and allegedly there's oh. some kind of tease for a new villain at the end of them. Yeah, I did yeah, do all of them. There's something real cool at the end of those. Oh, great. Well, I guess I'll have to go back and do the order. With the side quests in this game, some of them have a really cool ending, and others suck. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about that, because I wanted to bring this up a while ago when Chris was talking about disappointments with the story. I think the largest one for me is the ending of Sandman, where it's just like, he got mad. Yeah. Yeah, that Sandman one was just yeah. just like nothing, basically. I was, I was so bummed out that there was no larger... Like, you know what that is from, like, the first recording or second recording. You don't need all of them. And then at the end, it doesn't add any meaningful layers. I was also pretty sad that that was something that either Peter or Miles could do. And it's like, but Miles doesn't have any connection to this guy. This should be about Peter. See, that's funny. I didn't do any of them as Miles. <laughs> so I didn't even <laughs> have to experience that. Yeah, it was... it That... There are things that are exclusive for Spider-Man, so it feels weird that there's a couple things that feel like they should be exclusive but aren't, like the photo opportunities. I'm like, uh, yeah, is Miles a fucking photographer for the Daily Bugle? Uh. No, the answer's no. Uh. He is now. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, like, Miles doesn't know who fucking Robbie is. Right? It is just weird. And I would be like, okay, they, they did it for, like, the flow of the game. If Spider-Man could do the... If Peter could do the... God, what is his name? Prowler? prowler the yeah. Prowler. Yeah, the Prowler cachets. Uh-huh. Because that's not really... A, that that doesn't really have a story element in the same way the photos don't. At least that one has an ending. That yeah, that one has an ending, at least. But it's, it's so strange that it felt like they simultaneously wanted you to have to switch sometimes... But also not have to want to not have to switch that often because it would be annoying, even though it's instantaneous because of the SSD. Yeah, I was really surprised how quickly they could switch. Like it was kind of crazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is absolutely unreal to see a game that looks this good and loads all this stuff so fast. Right, like I'd, I'd look at the map and uh, see what I had left to do, and I'd start planning a route in my head, and then go, "Wait a minute, wrong game," and then just move the cursor and fast travel. Right. Which, yeah, this this game, you know, we're talking about games scaling up from here seems infeasible, right? Mm. This may be the best fast travel in a game ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fact that it's not locked to specific things, it's just like, no, just hit where you want to load into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it like fudges the, the reticle like an a inch little. to the right to end up on a street. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Dan, did you finish the Spider-Bot collection? No, actually, I didn't. I don't believe I got all I the did. spider bots. I did as well. I have some bad news, Dan. What's up? That ends with a multiverse thing. I'm leaving. But it doesn't really hint at like there will be multiverse stuff in the future. It's more we're acknowledging the Spider-Verse movie exists. Right. They're like, it's a Spider-Man property. The multiverse exists, but we're not going to steer into it. It's really funny because the thing at the end looks like it's like, I guess it's supposed to try to be looking like a thing from the Spider-Verse movies. It looks like it's from a PS1 game. Yeah, it looks yeah. terrible. Was, I'm like, Laura? Oh my God. Is this like a Sony multiverse thing? <laughs> yeah, she does look like Laura Croft. 
Okay, I gotta look this up. One <laughs> <laughs> she was apparently a cut character from Across the Spider-Verse. Man, it must be so great to do collaborations with two weird perfectionists who change fucking what's in the movie between theatrical and DVD release. <laughs> Makes it really easy to keep everything consistent. Maybe she'll be in Across the Spider-Verse 2. Yeah. Did everybody complete all of the uh, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man app side quests? There was like four of them. I, I don't know. The, the little blue Spider-Man head missions that would yeah, show I, up. Yeah, I don't know. Is, is there something specific at the end of them? I did some of them. I think I did all of them. Did you get to do the pigeon thing at the end? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, yes, that was a that product was of, that. of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Yeah, I was surprised. All those those ones, the friendly neighborhood ones, were like really good for side missions. Like, yeah, if the rest of the game held that quality, that would have been kind of crazy. Yeah, they they had really good stories in there. Yeah, like there's even the one where you do flashback Peter and like the first day at the Bugle. And I was like, that's really neat. I really loved that one. I think these games do Jameson dirty in a lot of ways, but I really love the implication that that he is the reason Spider-Man's dick. (laughs) (laughs) It's Peter acting like Jameson. Okay, I watched that cutscene while we were recording this. <laughs> I needed to know. It looks like a PS1 game, huh? I get why you're saying that. It looks like the to- Tomb Raider remaster <laughs> that's coming out. <laughs> Look at this high fidelity, low angle model. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I uh, did all the friendly uh, neighborhood Spider-Man ones. I did all the uh, Wraith related ones. I was pretty disappointed with the racist design, but other than that, I thought that the, that story was neat. Yeah, Wraith, Wraith's design is not that great. By her design, you mean she's not hot enough and this game's woke, right? No. <laughs> no, it's okay, Bob. You're in a safe space. You can express these correct opinions. <laughs> Just after doing the research for that that uh, video we did before. The, the Game Premonitions. Gamer yeah, Premonitions. Game Jesus, Bob. <laughs> and seeing what Wraith looked like in the comics, like, oh man, that's really dope. I hope they do anything like that, where she's got a hood and uses white bandages to, like, <laughs> sling around. And then we get this, which is like, it's, it's a normal character, but she's wearing a purple jacket and has a mask. Of- has a hockey mask on. The ending of that, like, caught me off guard. Oh, absolutely. I, it was like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I did not expect that dweeby little ginger to be Cletus Cassidy. <laughs> I spent that whole time like, I don't... Spider-Man doesn't have a fire guy. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> and like, oh, it's 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 Carnage. I get it. They'll probably do a thing where he's weak to fire, so it'll be ironic. <laughs> <laughs> His lore had to change a lot with, with the, the cult he's made. Like, but guys, maybe we're flooding the world instead. <laughs> and he's like, uh, we're doing some rewrites to the religion, guys. Alias Kyle Ogre. <laughs> Part of the reason it coughed me off guard is that this dwee, this dweeby little ginger is so non-threatening compared to Cletus Cassidy, who in every other every other thing is like, yeah, he's a serial killer who's in a mental institution. Yeah, they say these on lots of horrible things, but they don't show it. Yeah, it would have helped if he like shivved one of his guys, but I guess it's a T-rated game, so you can't go too hard. But it, it would have been nice if he had just like, yeah, he just set that guy on fire. Yeah. I kind of like how out of nowhere it was like, yeah, he's ca- he's Carnage because that was pretty, like you're saying, unexpected, and I didn't expect it to converge with the regular plot of this game at all. So when the symbiotes just pulled out of there, I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I honestly thought it was kind of pretty forecasted because the prior mission has Carnage in the apocryphal books. Oh, does it? Yeah. So I'm like, how the fuck is he going to just become Carnage? What's his plan? And then you derail the train and I'm like, is this really going to have symbiote on it? <laughs> yep. Okay. Wow. And then, and then I remember Chris being like, he's like echoey in the back of my head. He's like, the symbiote is weak to fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not sure how well this plan's going to work out for Carnage. <laughs> I think what's really funny, you can do these those missions at the story, maybe when you shouldn't be able to, because the whole thing is like Peter Parker trying to, to tell Race that she shouldn't kill people. And it's like, right now you're you're a symbiote, Peter. Yeah, that I did most of the side missions all the way at the end of the game. So there are a number of times you finish a side mission, they're like, I need to find out what Craven is up to. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> not much <decomposing>. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we I we didn't even talk about that. That segment where you were playing as Venom, I is something I never would have expected under any circumstances. That was uh -huh. so good. Yeah, it was. They they gave him a boss fight. <laughs> yeah, like right before it started, I'm like, oh my god. Like I don't remember what we did right beforehand, but I'm like, another boss fight. Am I really gonna have to fight Venom? No. Are, are they gonna like? Are they gonna like bullshit up an Eddie Brock? And that's what like the 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 intercool DLC or game is in this because they made a lot of stuff. Oh uh, yeah, maybe maybe there would be something like that. Like I, it was out of nowhere and really cool. Mm -hmm. And then he bites Craven's head off. Yes! <laughs> yes, I was like, you're doing Venom. You need to do like like Venom shows up. I'm like, okay, you look like Venom. You fuck shit up like Venom. But if you don't eat a guy. On camera, you are not Venom. You have Tony Todd as the voice. Tony Todd's real fucking good. Yeah. I wish there had been like one more consistent villain in this game. Just one. Even like a minor one. Because I feel like focusing so much on Craven, who is a guy that sucks, it could have been a little better. Craven's like, I'm really dangerous. I have all these guys with military equipment. And I'm like, Okay, sure. Yeah, his weird cult didn't really make any sense. But if, if you just focus on Craven himself, he's really well handled in this game. Like, I was impressed that they took Craven, often the dumbest Spider Man villain, and like made him <laughs> singularly really interesting. You know, especially when you get to the end of the missions involving his birds. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess not everyone would know about that, huh? What happens uh, no. at the end of that? Still have the dedication. They talk about his third penis. <laughs> no, that was at the end of the other missions. The one about the yeah, that's at the end. That's at the end with his kids. <laughs> yes, <laughs> who are all dead. Surprise! That's that's the joke. Is that they're all dead? Yeah, I was really worried they were leading into bringing that being like a big thing for the next game, and then it's like no, they they don't. They're all dead. There's no right. Like Craven's family's coming. I'm like, I don't remember. Are they a thing? Does Craven have a family? He does in more recent stories. Like there was, that's been a big part of the most recent things is when where he's like, "Here's all my guys. We're gonna hunt Spider-Man, who is now a mystical totem." Which is a thing I totally hope they do not go into in these games. Hmm. I swear to God, if I have to play a fucking Sony Spider-Man game that has Morlin in it, I'm gonna be pissed. Just looking up stuff about Silk, I started getting afraid about what the game involving Silk will be, but... <laughs> yeah, no, um, oh, we're gonna talk about Silk again. She looks like she's, like, 13 from the back of her head. I don't know, you didn't get a good look at her. Right. Uh, I think Silk fans are... Th this is gonna get weird. She's probably around Miles' age. <laughs> we don't know how long a time jump we're gonna see between the two games. 
I mean, they barely put a time jump in any of these games. Yeah, there's only nine months between Miles Morales and this game, I think. Right. Yeah, that's true. It, like, it, it's still 2020 in this, this universe, which threw me off because I was like, wait, Peter was a senior in high school in 2010? Is he 30? <laughs> and it's like, no, he's only 27, which is still older than I expected him to be. Weird, because for me, it almost seems like younger than he should be given various events and tones with him i i don't know yeah i always That's assumed just me, maybe i always assumed he was around that late 20s range because he had all these previous relationships with villains that we are implied off screen so of mm. course he'd have to have been hey, spider-man for a it, long while it could just be one bad summer <laughs> yeah i mean in in the comics they use this thing called a sliding time scale which means uh time passes but it's however fucking much we say has no matter how much has passed in real time so uh Peter became Spider-Man 13 years ago. He's 29, even though that was 60 years ago in comic, like in real time. <laughs> right. So it's just like case closed. Yes. 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 It was another reason I really didn't like the new Spider-Man face because he looks 10 years younger. Yes, he does. And it just throws the whole thing off. Like he and Harry go hang out at their old high school. I'm like, yeah, that you graduated from three years ago. <laughs> Did anyone else like have a moment while they were doing the scene where Peter was dying? Like, hey, wait, maybe the, maybe the marking lied. Maybe Peter yes. does die. Yeah, so I was like, Sony has the biggest balls when it comes to this shit. They might fucking kill Peter Parker, right? Uh -huh. Like, why am I in the original suit? I didn't equip this. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I wasn't worried about that at all. I thought the way they dealt with that moment was actually really well done. Like, oh, yeah, this these are totally believable dying things for Peter to say. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is bad. I like Peter a lot more than I like Miles. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, this is so great. Sony's really brought it up to a new height thanks to Insomniac Games. What sort of writing and, and gameplay and everything else you can expect from open world games. Okay, Sucker Punch, what's Ghost of Tsushima 2? Murder Grandpa again? Great, I love you fucking guys. <laughs> I like Miles a lot. This game made me like Miles a lot. I kind of didn't like Miles Morales' story very much. I feel like it kind of makes Miles out to be a punk. Like, I, I really didn't like the element of, you, you couldn't change anything, Miles. Your friend still died. You had no actual input on the situation, which I felt like was very contrary to the first game where Peter is the one who makes the choice ultimately mm -hmm. with May and the serum. I was like, why can't, doesn't Miles get to make a fucking choice? Why does he just have shit happen to him? And then this game gave Miles a lot of good focus. But it's hard to compete with Spider-Verse Miles. Mm. Like, it really is. Like, that's the other dominant form of the character in popular culture. It's like, he's just better. I'm sorry. What I would have, you know, this is a deranged request. I would like the next Spider-Man game from Insomniac to be so different from what they've made three times now that I want the giant time jump and I want it to be Silk. And now Miles is like the older character. That would be sick. It would be sick to have a large time gap, a new, a completely fresh main character, not somebody we've played as in two different games. Mm -hmm. That would be really fucking neat. And uh, God knows the world is actually legit ready for, and I'm not being sarcastic, legit ready for like Sony to have a big profile IP that has a female protagonist that isn't Horizon. <laughs> okay, I was going to be like, uh, I get we joke, but <laughs> no, Horizon's over there, but I'm just saying. I feel like that sort of thing will be the thing they do after the third game, because I, you don't have Dr. Octopus talk about how he's starting the final oh, yeah. chapter. Oh, for sure. And then, and then sideline Peter, like he's going to be there. 
Right. Yeah. Like, like coming from a, a gameplay and design perspective, phasing Peter out, you know, and focusing on Miles coming up and then Silk in the future makes perfect sense. But if you're writing the story and you're telling me that, oh, yeah, something's attacking Midtown Manhattan, Peter Parker sees it on the news and he's like, oh, that's somebody else's problem. Click. Mm, wow peter did you become a member of the avengers (laughs) yes you know i get it i get being annoyed at people going where are where are the avengers where are these other heroes while this is happening because that happens in the comics too and it's always stupid nobody forced insomniac to include so much shit in the city referencing the avengers and referencing damage control which i was stunned (laughs) by and if you don't know what damage control is they are the superhuman insurance and construction firm. All right. They specifically exist because New York needs superpowered individuals to help clean up after these superpowered fights go down. Also, this might shock younger listeners. Before Disney, if you played a Spider-Man game, it was just understood that low le- like street level hero New York heroes would be in that game. Mm-hmm. For example, if you play Spider-Man Web of Shadows, a game this game turns into for the last couple hours, <laughs> yeah, Peter meets all kinds of low-street-level le- heroes. He also meets Wolverine, and you can call them in as assists. Yep. 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 Where's Beast? Where's Beast? I'm so tired of this insomniac. Where's my fucking post-credits Beast sequence? Yeah, all we get is Miles Morales has a Wolverine suit. That's it. Which is pretty great, honestly. I actually did not know that. How do you get that? It's just a level up to a certain level. Really? Pretty sure. Huh. Yeah. He also has a Black Panther suit. Yeah, I heard about that before it came out or right as it came a- out. Apparently somewhere in the city there is a Wakandan am- uh, embassy. Yes. And if you go near it, the character will do the Wakanda forever pose. But not Peter. Only Miles and Venom. And Venom? <laughs> Venom? And Venom? Wait, wait. Yes. How could you even bring Venom there? I don't know. It's either somewhere in that route or you, somebody what? found a way to clip out of it. But they I oh. saw a, a video what? of Venom Venom doing the Wakanda, what like putting his f- arms up into the Wakanda forever. But I, I know there is a, a, a Venom glitch where you can get him out into the main city. Oh, my oh God. God. They just do the Peter check. Peter's the only man too white to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. I liked the the fusion of gameplay and story where it's like, holy shit, the symbiote devil trigger is strong. It's just a win button. You're in, you're, <laughs> mm-hmm. You just get to delete an entire encounter, and it fills up really fast if you have the upgrades to fill it up faster. Although the, the, although Miles also gets that, considering if you, if you get all his upgrades, it's like, I do the big electrical burst, I do three finishers, I have the big electrical burst again, I do the big electrical burst, it gives me three finishers, I do three finishers, I do the big electrical burst. <laughs> I honestly think you shouldn't have had it as anti-venom. Hmm. I honestly think they shouldn't have had you. You can have all the no other things, but I feel like that should be a thing that hopped up on rage. Symbiote Peter has where you're just <laughs> brutalizing guys. Yeah. God, those sections were fun. <laughs> I really loved the final boss. Like the f- one of the fine. I, I forget the order that the, the ending sequence happens because so much shit happens in it. It's fucking enormous. Where Peter's fighting Venom on the three high school platforms uplifted by symbiote goo. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is the most, 
I did not expect anything this PS2 core to be in this game. Save, that was yeah. my first thought. I was like, oh shit, we're doing boss battles like six yeah. gen again. Let's go. Yeah, and I was, that, that was like the only boss fight where you get to implement any of the movement stuff they have in this game. I was like, oh, thank you. This is really cool. He made it a big enough arena where I can swing around and such. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They're like, oh, no, there's these mouths on the floor and they're going to eat you, Spider-Man. You need to escape. And I'm like, okay, I'm on the ceiling. And they're like, no, no, there are two other areas. <laughs> yeah, on, I also had that over. moment of, what do you mean escape? Yeah, I saw, I, <laughs> it was funny. I was here when you were beating the game because you beat it after me. And I'm just looking over there and watching you do the same thing as me. And I'm like, I'm not going to say anything because he's playing the game. But that's it's really fun to watch him do the same fucking thing of, okay, I'm up here. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was also really funny just the, the the peter and miles beating on venom while in the air yes mm -hmm. i i can't believe they had venom grow wings that's a fucking symbiote dragon shit that's new that like, is that's relatively so new sick i was gonna ask if that was like a thing he just does in the comics now the, the, they've done a lot of really goofy stuff with the symbiotes like in the past decade where it's like they mm. were created by an evil god and the evil god comes to earth and tries to turn everybody into fucking symbiotes and mm -hmm. some of them are dragons and venom becomes a dragon it's it's real goofy it's fucking sick is what that is <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait till the moratorium on spoiling this game ends and i can just get a t-shirt that has venom dragon on it <laughs> Gonna get that 8K PS5 Pro, take a picture, go on down to the CVS, get that <laughs> shit printed on a t-shirt. It, it would honestly be really funny if they're like, yeah, of, co of course we're doing like Venom-focused symbiote games. Like Venom's unbelievably popular. We would be stupid to just only have him in the Spider-Man game. It'd be so <laughs> funny if they just had Harry wake up like a year later in timeline. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm Venom now and everything's fine. <laughs> Nah, they're injecting him with the goblin goo. He's gonna be the fucking green goblin. I was really hoping it was it was gonna be Norman. It's yeah. like I'm, I'm like he's just out there doing it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Willem Dafoe. Like no, nah, I'm 55 and I'm the green goblin. Fuck you. Yeah, I, they, I feel like that will also be part of it. Like I assume he will inject himself with it also. I, right, I, I gotta kill Spider Man. So okay, let's do what I expect versus what's ideal. What I expect, you know, Harry. What would be ideal? Harry flatlines, and that's the moment this 60-year-old man takes the juice. Because, man, you see that model, that actor, everything about him, and try to imagine him being the Green Goblin. It's so inconceivable. Oh, I need so that. so good. Put on, like, the green chainmail outfit. He's I, like Frank Miller's old Batman. He's just stocky <laughs> as shit on the glider. I'm still 50 on 50 on if, if the Goblin juice will make him younger. Yeah, I was, you know, I've been thinking about that too. Like, if it is him, they're gonna DH him just to not have that exact actor to portray those moments. But yeah, they, he's they, he's so stocky, aggro. He's got like eight jets on the glider. <laughs> now I'm thinking, like, man, it'd be un. If they were like, here's our inter interquel game. It's not branded as Spider Man. It's called Venom Lethal Protector. Like that old comics, the, his Venom's very first solo comic series, like thirty million copies sold. <laughs> There's a, Vi, Venom is Venom is maybe more popular than Spider Man. There's a reason that Venom and Wolverine keep inexplicably teaming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
They might also do an intercool with uh, Silk to like introduce her as a character and let her have an origin story I, on her I, own. I hope that's so much more than another Miles game. Like it, oh, a yeah, Miles intercool would game. just be so unfortunate. Yeah, we don't need another Miles intercool. He can be in it. I just don't need oh, him yeah, to be the focus right. of it. Yeah, no, I like Miles. I actually like Miles in these games. Real shame about what the plot of Miles Morales is. But <laughs> yeah, like in no, the game, yeah. Miles Morales. But like, I like the character a lot. I'm glad he's sticking around and Peter's being stuck on the back burner a bit. But yeah, I think I think us getting a sw- Silk interquel is probably a best case scenario. I, I hope they come with a better story than why I read on, on her wiki of, yes, the spider that bit Peter Parker uh-huh. survived and bit her too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Um. well, here's the thing. Most of the ideas in these Insomniac Spider-Man games are dog shit in the actual comics, and then um, Insomniac does them correctly. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, Wraith is terrible in the comics. Mr. Mister Negative is terrible in the comics. <laughs> That's really funny. All, all the extended symbiote shit is terrible in the comics. That's why you've never heard of it, because nobody reads comics anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's just true, yeah. Yeah, honestly, Bob, the same spider biting them both is the least of your troubles in her fucking wiki entry. <laughs> Look, I stopped reading after that, okay? Oh, then you Good. have no... Stay, stay stopped. <laughs> look, look, we are on a countdown clock, all right? We need to start pretending parts of that storyline never happened <laughs> as hard as we can until that next game comes out. Okay. All right. So how about the lizard, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that was good stuff. That was, that was I cool. expected him to be more, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, especially based on the trailer and how the lizard usually is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was really weird to see a lizard arc where Peter didn't have this huge guilt complex about Dr. Connors. He didn't even know him. He was just freaking out in the gameplay segment we saw early because the symbiote was fucking with his head. <laughs> right. Yeah, unfortunately, my premonition of he beat Harry nearly to death <laughs> wasn't the reason he was trying to get the cure. I think that would have been... Anyway, um, yeah, I really appreciated getting to see the very different direction of him just raging the fuck out trying to give him the medicine like it's a cat that won't take a pill. <laughs> yes, that was very good. It was so cool how like he transforms it... F- like Craven juices him and he transforms it first and is like oh it's the lizard and then he keeps transforming like mm-hmm. oh fuck we're going. Yeah, I like the idea of like, no, this isn't the first time he's become the lizard. Yeah. Like that that angle to this, these games is always so neat of like, there is a built backstory that we don't need to know. We used to just come in and see something interesting happen now. Yeah, and also his like, um, the way Peter responds to knowing that backstory and now having, uh, I believe it was with him, but maybe I'm mixing it up with Sandman, where he had through the events of this game, more sentimentality. Yeah, because they develop Lizard's family and stuff and all that stuff that happened with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And Peter's sort of discovering some of this fresh and just being like, oh, that's terrible. That's horrible. How the fuck could he do this to you? <laughs> Fucking symbiote eating his arms, the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> He's just like, ooh, nice alien. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Shoot it off! Shoot it off! <laughs> right? That that literally oh is how you would God. write that scene as a comedy, babe. I'm like, Connors, you are a man of science, and this is an unknown organism. Maybe try a stick first. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, there's really no difference between this and the sketch par- parody version of it. It's just a difference of performance. Right. The script is the same. It's the fucking alien Prometheum man. <laughs> school of xenobiology. <laughs> 
Craven really is just like an inciting incident for other cool things to happen. Craven is not good at all himself. Which is well, I mean, I love Craven, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't have the substance that everyone else has, mm-hmm. obviously. But that's really great. He's the he's the launch pad for all these other characters that have history. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool that he was used that way. <laughs> oh yeah. I think it's funny that they got criticized so hard for all the cops in the first game that cops basically don't exist in this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which makes like like I if even one of those hunter events happened in real life, we would have nuked whatever country they were from instantly. <laughs> <laughs> So it's so funny. It's like, yeah, like at least in the first game, the uh, the the paramilitary thing was something the mayor brought in. <laughs> Here's just like, guys, there's there's a there's an army of soup of like mechanical supervillains with giant fucking robot tucks <laughs> just here. Is there any go- like you you don't even find it like there's no government response at all. You know when we didn't have huge armies of supervillains with robot dogs all over New York? When Silver Sable was here running shit? (laughs) That would have been funny if there was something in the game like, this kind of shit never happened when Norman Osborn was mayor. (laughs) That would have been really good. And despite that, with them running as hard as they can from the cop shit, they they still made the way you you, you find random crimes a snitch app. Spider-Man runs a snitch app now. Hey, that's Genki. Thank you. That's all his fault. <laughs> I thought that one of the early side quests where where Miles confronts people about illegal fireworks was very funny. See that from was, that exact angle. That was actually the very last mission I did. Oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> so I was just like, is this really what we're doing? You're like, yeah, there should be old dust everywhere, but I'm gonna need you to stop lighting fireworks. And we like those guys are just like, we just miss our brother, man. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm such a cop. <laughs> it's good that it was Miles because Peter to turn the man. <laughs> I think you can play that as either. Like I think I played that as Peter. I, really? I, I played it as Miles. So wait, actually, wait. I maybe have played this as Peter too. One moment. I actually can't remember. Hmm. I know I played it as Miles. I did a lot of my second gameplay section as Peter, not for any particular reason. I just had to switch to him once and then never switch back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he has a Scarlet Spider costume, which is the best costume in the game. It's true. Like, yeah. I, the Perspectacular Spider-Man costume I thought was really cool, so I used that a lot because I used Scarlet Spider basically the entire run of the first game. <laughs> Can't improve perfection. I'm going to be honest, after my experience with Miles Morales fucking up and trapping me in the same costume the whole time, and then the first time I changed to the fucking Spider-Cat costume, it looked like an effect wasn't going off right in a cutscene. I spent this entire game not really changing outfits ever. Oh, it wow, me. that's it a shame. Me. Yeah, Man. it is a shame. Because Miles gets that great ska costume if you do the uh, side quests about the instruments. That's true. I actually did change to that <laughs> <laughs> after the game was done. I-, I don't know why you would change to anything else, though, when you have the shoe. <laughs> Uh, the shoe looks so bad. It's, it's so bad. Like I was changing Miles' costume like every two hours. He's just he's got so many great ones. Like the one you get for finishing all the Craven hunts, where you're just wearing the Craven outfit is great. The tenth anniversary suit where he's wearing like the jersey with the turtleneck pulled up to his oh, eyes. Oh yeah, that one is like the best suit in the game. It's crazy. It rules so hard. I spent like I I 
because I I'm you know like Chris I have a correct mental sickness for the Scarlet <laughs> Spider outfit. Uh, so I sat down and I'm like, you have to change Peter's costume. You have to use something else. So I spent a lot of the back half of the game in like the original Spider-Man outfit, but with the Frank Miller colors because we're doing the Venom sections. It was real fun. That classic black outfit that has like the red sheen is real cool. Mm. A lot of people in the first when the first game came out, me being one of them, criticized how every costume has to have a bunch of lines bullshit on it. Mm-hmm. Basketball texture, chainmail texture. Then you get the classic black suit and like, oh, it just looks fucking strange if it's smooth. <laughs> it's true. That's why they put all those lines there. You gotta have details, otherwise you just go, what the hell is this? At the same time, I ended up using that one a lot for my post-game play of just like, oh man, it's like the cartoon. It's so cool. Oh, I, <laughs> I used it too because it's cool. Mm-hmm. Look, man, the the anti-venom suit looks looks a lot worse, so that I'm just gonna start calling that the cum suit, because that's what it looks like. <laughs> hey, Reishi, thank you. <laughs> if you've ever used uh <laughs> I took Taekwondo when I was in middle school. Uh so if you ever use like martial arts sparring gear where it's foam covered in a kind of like probably dip or spray plastic, uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's what a lot of the symbiote suits looked like. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I really didn't like the the weird bulky look of the the symbiote suit you had before you got the classic one. Like it just I think the veiny one was good, but then you switch to the one where it's just a little bit like almost looks like a suit suit and I'm like this doesn't quite nail it for me. You also get the Spider-Man 3 the movie suit, which is incredible. <laughs> yeah, Peter's suit lineup is somewhat hampered by having to include every movie suit ever. Every made. single movie suit including the um, amazing one which looks like shit. You shouldn't have even bothered. Yeah, the amazing suits and the uh, all of the MCU suits. There's too many. Like mm-hmm. they're not that important. You don't need this many of them. <laughs> but I get it. Like that's the current most well-known Spider-Man thing. We have to just accept it's there. We just have to accept it. (laughs) (laughs) Just take a deep breath and switch to the Scarlet Spider suit. He gets that uh, Spider-Man noir suit, which is really cool. It is really cool. I had to turn Mm -hmm. off the effects that came with it because it made the game look bad. (laughs) I I think the effects that the Spider-Verse suits have, like for Miles, are really impressive, even if they hurt my eyes, so I never used them. It's so weird to be like, uh, God, what the, what is that game called? It's like, man, this suit turns the game into Chantelise. That, that's an old-ass Dojin PC game where you're a sprite oh, character yeah. in a 3D. Oh, yes. I was like, I know oh. this name. Let me look it God, up. Yes, yeah. that game is dope. I love that game. Like the Spriteverse frame effect just turns the game into that. It's like, yeah, you're playing as a... It's honestly unbelievably impressive from a technical level mm-hmm. that they could make something that looked like that. Well, this has been quite long. We should probably start wrapping. Does anyone have any last anecdotes, thoughts, musings, etc. they wanted to get out? I'm glad the game doesn't expect you to grind random crimes anymore. Like, every streamlining thing Insomniac decided on doing was good. Every single one. Okay. Well, let's uh, go ahead and do our summary reviews now. Just a few sentences and a score 1 to 10, fully reflecting what you think of the game. We're going to start with uh, Bob. Yeah, I like this a lot. There's uh, certainly things that weren't so great about it, but I really enjoyed 
basically all playing it just a few little weird things like miles's outfit and stuff but i i even like mary jane stuff mostly so i'm gonna give it a nine like i think that there's a little bit of room for like this is it's better than the first game in every way but it's not enough better for me to be like super wowed so a lot of it is like okay this is still it's a great game but this is a great game i experienced pretty similarly three years ago or four years ago when that came out you're almost there <laughs> five years ago yeah i think it was 2018 wasn't it that's probably right yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay dr Agro. yeah this is one of the best studios doing it taking uh, a great game and just sanding all the edges off improving the story and streamlining the play experience this is one of the most well executed fantasy realizations in video games of so many moments where you think, oh man, yeah, this is what being Spider-Man feels like. And there are, you know, a few technical issues like all games have and some fiddly things that you don't like, but when the whole package is this good, it just overcomes so much of that. Yeah, nine's about right. Chris Wolfhart. We've talked about this a lot on these spoiler casts where I keep thinking, maybe I don't like open world games. And then one, one like this, I'm like, no, I don't like bad open world games. <laughs> yeah. I have problems with this game. They're pointless in the face of all the cool shit you get to do in this game. I feel like it, it it's better on a game feel level. It's better on a, like a air, like it has more bespoke content. I feel like. A lot of stuff that's clunky in the first game, they completely they streamline into being more fun and well without sacrificing any of your anything you can actually do. But at the same time, I don't feel like the needle moved much from from the first one. Like I think this is as a complete package better, but it didn't move it beyond eight. So I'm still just gonna give it an eight out of ten. Okay. I think this is an amazing experience. I think it's uh doing a lot to shrug off the limitations and problems of open world games. Almost all of the side missions are very delightful in and of themselves, uh, and the rewards are good. A lot of the time you can get really good stories out of them, and the story overall, I think, has a really good through line. I realize, though, this being the third open world Spider-Man game, that I'm getting a little fatigued on it being this. And so, really, my only complaints basically boil down to it being more of this, and this is such a big thing. I need them to drive this car even further in the direction of getting more bespoke gameplay segments and places, interesting locations and things, into the natural playthrough of the story for it to feel fresher because they made a decent bit of progress here. You know, you have the stuff at the school, you know, the stuff in the underground with the symbiote nests. You have all these different locations and they're cool, but it still just feels like so much more of the same. Even though it's not incredibly bloated, it is lean. I'm still going to give it a nine. I really enjoyed my time with it. The only limitation is this is the third one of these we've gotten in five years, which, you know, good Lord. <laughs> Used to be how things worked. Not anymore. Uh, yeah. Who knows when the next one comes out? Who knows what it's like? But that's, you know, I, my comments in this uh, podcast heavily reflect that perspective at the end um, of, man, I really would like it if the next game's just focused on Silk. Like, I really would like it if we get a wholly fresh feel and face and place to the next game somewhat. Yeah, it'd be cool to take it outside New York, but I know that that's like Spider-Man home turf. Also, they'd have to make an entirely new fucking map if they did that. 
fuck it. Didn't Silk's didn't Cindy Moon's things like say she was Korean? Go to South Korea. The South Korea needs <laughs> saving. Like I don't know how how familiar do you think people really are with New York? We move a few buildings around, add a couple of landmarks, fill in Central Park. Man, Seoul, South Korea looks a lot different than I expected. <laughs> a lot more bodegas than you'd expect. <laughs> And yet, weirdly enough, a lot of flags that are not for Korea. (laughs) (laughs) Who put all these Cuban flags here? Yeah, what the hell? (laughs) Anyways, that's going to do it for this review. That gives the game an average 8.75 score from us. Uh, Thank you for listening. Be sure to leave a comment, leave a like. Which Spider-Man is your favorite Spider-Man? Mine's the cat. (laughs) And we'll see you next time.